0: Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we worship you. We bless you, Jesus. Jesus, we bless you. We glorify you, Father. We glorify you, Jesus. Jesus, we glorify you. I thank you, Father. I worship you. I glorify you, Jesus. Jesus, there's none like you. There's none like you, Father. There is none like you, Father. Father, we yield ourselves to you tonight, Father. Father, we thank you for everything that is wrought in the midst of us, Father. We vow to give you all the glory and the honor, Father. We thank you for miracles, healings, deliverance, salvations. Thank you, Lord Jesus hallelujah thank you lord jesus jesus i worship you i glorify you jesus jesus i glorify you i worship you i bless you father father god none of me but all of you father oh think through my mind speak through my lips father i thank you for utterance in the holy ghost i thank you that the word of god has free course and is reigning with us even as it did jesus we thank you father for boldness and signs and wonders Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Everybody repeat this after me. Say, Father, Father give, unto me give unto me the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, and revelation in, the of Jesus, in the knowledge of Jesus, that the eyes of my understanding will be flooded with the light of your word that I may know what is the hope of your calling for my life life. and what is the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and what is the the exceeding greatness towards me who believe. believe. right now Father I expect to receive receive from from God I have ears to hear and eyes, and eyes to see. And a heart that is receptive. That is receptive. In Jesus' name. In name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. How's everybody doing tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are y'all ready to receive the word? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Go to first John chapter 2. First John chapter 2. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Tonight, I want you all to put your, your faith out there with me to expect God to meet you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So I, I, am, I am expecting I am to, receive from God. to receive from God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Tonight, I'm going to talk about the title of my message is called Anointed to Know God. Anointed to know God. Everybody say, Anointed to, know God. Anointed to know God. Hallelujah. First John chapter two, that's in the New Testament, close to Revelation. First John chapter two, verse twenty. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. There's so much power in here tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you got pain in your body, you're not going to leave with it. Hallelujah. If you came in here depressed, you won't leave depressed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The power of God is here. Everybody say, the power of God is here. here. I'm tapping into the power of God. I'm I'm expecting. expecting. I put a demand of the anointing. anointing. Amen. Hallelujah. First John chapter 2, verse 20. It says, but you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. I'm going to read that and amplify this. It says, but you have been anointed by, you hold a sacred appointment from, you have been given an unction from the Holy One, and you know the truth. And everybody know who the truth is, right? It's Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So we have an anointing to know the Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Go to 1 John chapter 2, jump down to verse 27. It says, but the anointing which you have received, Of him abideth in you. If you're born again, you have an anointing inside of you. If you make Jesus the Lord of your life, you are anointed to know God. Hallelujah. It says, But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you, and you need that, you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you all things, and it's truth and is no lie. Even as it has been taught of you, you shall abide in him. A lot of times people think the anointing is a it. But the anointing is the Holy Spirit. You've received the Spirit of God if you're born again. Okay, let's go on. It says, and now little children, abide in him, or the anointing, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Even if you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that doeth righteousness Is born of him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It says, verse 27, but the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you, and you need not that any man teach you. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that you don't need a pastor, a teacher, a prophet, or evangelist. Hallelujah. This means that you have an anointing to know the Father. You don't need to know, you don't have to go through a man or a woman to know God. Hallelujah. Go over to Jeremiah chapter 31. That's in the Old Testament. Jeremiah chapter 31. It says that you have received anointing that you need no man to teach you. That doesn't mean that you don't need to not go to church. You need to go to church. Hallelujah. That's not an excuse to not go to church. Hallelujah. You know, some people say, well, I'm just going to stay at home and I'm going to pray and I'm going to read my Bible. That's baloney. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 33. It says, I'm going to wait till everybody get it. That's in the Old Testament before, now after the book of Isaiah. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 33. It says, And this shall be the confidence that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them, says the Lord. Check that out. This is the same word teach as in the New Testament, First John chapter 2, that they should teach no more every man know his, every man, let me slow down, every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for we all can know God. You know, we've been anointed to know the Father. A lot of times people go around in their entire life and they go to church, they pay their tithes, they read their Bibles, they pray, but they don't know God. And tonight, I'm going to share with you how you can know God and how much God wants to know you. Hallelujah. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I have a lot of scripture. Everybody said the Bible is God speaking to me. Anytime Anytime I want to hear from God, I need to open my Bible and read it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. First Corinthians chapter one, verse nine, it says, "And God is faithful, by whom you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord." Check that out. That God has called us into fellowship with His Son. We've called. We've been called to fellowship with Jesus. We've been called to fellowship with the Father. This is the number one calling on our life, is to know God. The number one, some people say, well, my calling in life, I want to know my purpose. Well, our purpose is to know God. That's the purpose of man. You know, God created mankind in His image so that mankind and God can be friends, best of friends. And that's why God created us, so that we can know him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I looked up the word anointed. Anointed means to be appointed, ordained, set apart. When a person is anointed, they're set apart. They have God's approval on them. And we've been set apart to know God. We've been set apart out of all the people in the entire universe. We've been set apart to know the Father. Check that out. God called us to know Him. He wants an intimate fellowship with the Father, with us. Hallelujah. It's like, for example, if you got born again, you are born, you became related to God. You're God's son and daughter, because you accepted Jesus as your Lord. But when you became born again, it's not enough just to have a relationship with somebody. You have to develop fellowship. Jesus gave us the relationship. When you say, Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life, then you became God's son or God's daughter. But you have to develop the fellowship with the Father yourself. And the only way that you and I are going to develop a fellowship with the Father is number one, we must be born again. Number two, we must be filled with the Spirit. And number three, we must. Read the words. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, we're going to look at some scriptures to see the desire of the Father for us to know him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, before I go there, go to John chapter 15, verse 16. John chapter 15, verse 16. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the words. Thank you, you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. John 15, verse 16. Thank you, Lord. It says, and you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Well, you know, this is Jesus speaking. How do we know it's Jesus speaking? Because it's in the red. (laughs) Okay, it says, and you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. So God has chosen us and ordained us and anointed us and set us apart. Check this out. That we should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. And that whatsoever you should ask the Father in my name, he may give it you. Okay, check this out. In order order for us to bear fruit, we have to, number one, go up to chapter, I mean, verse 4. It says, and abide in me, and I in you. Hallelujah. In order for us to bear fruit, we have to abide in Jesus, in Jesus in us. So that's the only way that you and I are going to bear fruit, if we abide in Christ. And he abides in us. And that's that Fellowship. Hallelujah, thank you Jesus. Go to Mark chapter three, I said, I, said, I, have, I have a lot of scriptures because a lot of times people preach opinions and ideas and philosophies and their dreams, their visions but God wants us to learn the word. Hallelujah, thank you Lord. The Bible in John chapter one verse one, it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So if we wanna know God, we gotta know the word. Hallelujah, thank you Jesus. Mark chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. Sorry. Chapter 3, verse 13. It says, and he goes, talking about Jesus, he goes up into a mountain and calling unto him whom he would. And they came unto him. And he ordained or anointed 12 that they should be with him. Hallelujah. We've been ordained and anointed to be with the father. That's good news. It says in Romans that he's engrafted us in that tree. We've been engrafted. When you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you was engrafted into God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says that he that is one with the Lord is one spirit. When you became born again, you became one with God. Check that out. We're one with God. That's the highest fellowship there is. God says, not only do I want to be with you, but I want to be in you. I want to be so close to you that I want to get inside of you. I don't want to be far off. Some people say, well, they look look to the hills from which comes your help. Well, that's in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, we don't see so much that God is uh, up here, but God is inside. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. Ephesians chapter 1. Talking about we are anointed to know God. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians chapter 1. Thank you. I'm saying there's so much power in here tonight. There is so much power. The power of God is here. The power of God is here. If you got pain in your body, just start expecting. Say, okay, by the end of the service, all the pain will leave me. By the end of the service, all the depression will leave me. By the end of the service, my cancer will be healed. By the end of the service, whatever you need, expect God to heal you and to deal with your situation. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4, according as he has chosen us. Check that out. God has chosen us. You know, it says many are called, but few are chosen. But the good thing about it is we can choose to be chosen. When you choose Jesus, you're chosen. When you decide to make Jesus the Lord and the master of your life, you're chosen. So according as he has chosen us in him or in Christ before the foundation of the world, before the world was ever created, we were chosen to be with God the Father. Hey, he said, listen, I want a big, fat family. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's like God doesn't only, he enjoyed his fellowship with Jesus so much that he wanted Sons and daughters just like Jesus. Hallelujah. So we've been called into this great fellowship with the creator. God wants to be our best friend. He wants to be our lover. He wants to be everything. He wants to feel all in all. So when we choose Jesus, that's just the first step into a great fellowship and intimacy with the father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. First John chapter five, verse 20. Thank you, Jesus anointed to know God. We've been anointed to know God. Not anybody, not everybody can know God. Because it's like sin and glory doesn't mix. And it says that no man has seen God. But if you have Jesus you've seen God. He said if you've seen me you've seen the Father. Hallelujah. So when you're born again he takes away that sin nature. And he places his nature. He says okay you, I want to fellowship with you. But if I fellowship in, fellowship with you in the state that you're in, it would destroy you. So I have to change your nature and make you just like Jesus on the inside. <laughs> Glory. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. First John chapter five, verse 20. It says, and we know that the son of God has come <laughs> and has given us an understanding. Check that out. He has given us, the Son of God came to give us an understanding that we may know who? Him. Yes. That is true. And we are in Him that is true. So the only way that we're going to know Him is that we're in Him. Yes. And when you become born again, you're in Him. You're in Christ. No longer does God see you as John Doe or Susie Sally, <laughs> but He sees you just like Jesus. Yes. Okay, we're imperfect. We're, we're <clears throat> perfect. But our new nature is it's not. We're just like God if we're born again. Our spirit is made in the image of Jesus. And we have to learn to allow that spirit man to dominate our bodies and our minds. And when we begin to tap into the fact that we are a spirit being, we're not just flesh and blood, but we are a spirit being. We are spirits. And we have a soul and we live in a body. And the spirit man is just like God. It says God is is the spirit. And they that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so when you're born again, you can worship God now. See, not just anybody can worship God. Sinners can't worship God. They can talk the talk and sing and shout and dance, but they can't truly enter into the holy of holy because they would destroy them. But because we're born again, we can enter into that holy place and fellowship with God face to face. You know, all we say, Moses says, show me your glory, but we're in his glory. His glory is in us. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Lord. You said, What is that? That's utterance. That wasn't even over my nose. That came out of my spirit. Hallelujah. I never heard that before. That's utterance. Hallelujah. That's God coming up on the scene and superseding my mind and filling my mouth with His word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to have to go and get this tape myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. The power of God is here. Hallelujah. You said, why do you keep saying that? Because I want you to expect. I want you to expect. When you get your faith out there, God can move. Because it says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And so when you put your faith out there for God to meet you, he comes upon the scene. Hallelujah. Faith moves God into a position, or moves, I should say, God moves faith moves us in a position to receive from God. Because God is not stuck. We're stuck. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. It says, even when we were dead in sin, when we were dead in our sins, Jesus has quickened us. The Father has quickened us or made us alive together with Christ. Do you know that the whole human race is saved? But they just have to receive their salvation. When we say, well, somebody, nine people got saved last night. Not really. They got saved at the cross with Jesus raised from them. They just, they're, just, they're just now acknowledging that the fact that Jesus came and died for them. So check this out. It says, even when we're dead in sin, the Father has quickened us or made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you are saved and have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So no longer is our life on this earth, but God says, okay, I go to prepare a place for you. And the place is right in my right hand. I want, to fellowship you. I want to fellowship with you to the degree that I want you right there, right next to me. When I look at Christ, I see you, because you're in Christ. It says our life is hid in Christ. So the re- where we're at, we're not on this earth really. We're, we're seated in heavenly places. We're seated. This is reality. It's not just Words. this is reality we are seated together we have raised up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in christ jesus we're seated on the right hand of the father and that in that check this out this is the reason why that in the ages to come he may show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Many people say, what's going to happen after this world is over? Well, in the ages to come, in the eons of time, in the worlds of time, that God is going to show us. We're going to see, oh, just that's another phase of God. we get to know God a little more, a little more. It's going to take all of ages. Ages, notice this, Ages. 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 And the ages to come, we're going to know God more and more. But the first step is now. The first step is get saved, get filled, read your Bibles, pray, go to church, get hooked up with the pastor's vision, and then in the ages to come, we're going to know God more and more and more. It's going to take all eternity. Eternity is forever. All forever, we're going to know the Father. That's why God saved us. To know him, to fellowship with him. We have been called and appointed and anointed and set apart to know God. Not just anybody can know him, but we who are in Christ, who are born again, who made Jesus the Lord and the master. What does it mean to have a master? Whatever you say, do, Lord, I'm going to do. Some people are saved, but they have not made Jesus the Lord and the king of their lives. And you fellowship with God on a low level. But God says, when you make him the Lord, that means that any decisions that you make, you keep him in mind. Say, Father, what shall I do? In all my ways, I'm acknowledging you. And he's just going to direct it right to know the Father more. He says, okay, you need money? Face, develop a fellowship with me. Come to start serving and seeking me for my face, And then my hand will move on your behalf. It says in Psalms, it says, it, the person who walks right before the Lord, the Lord will not withhold any good thing. So the money and the cars and the material things is not a problem with God. When you put first things first, you and God. I just want to know you. I'm not coming to asking you for things and, and, and whatever I need. I'm coming to asking you just to know you. One thing I desire you, Lord, this is what David prayed, that I may dwell in your presence, in your house forever. I want to know you. I want to know God. And that's why God saved us and raised us and filled us and called us and appointed us. He said, okay, now I'm going to put my hand on you. I want you to go into all the world and bring family, bring my children to me. Because I want a big, fat family. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Go to verse 12, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12. That at the time you were without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope, and without God in, in the world. But now, but now in Christ Jesus, you are ye who sometimes were far off from God, hide, and made nigh, are made nigh or near. We're made near by the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus made us into an intimate fellowship with God. Now, based on that blood, we can fellowship with God. He said, okay, I don't see your sins anymore. I see the blood. I see the sacrifice of my son. He died so that you and I, you know, the Bible says that Jesus came to seek that which is lost. Well, what was lost was fellowship with God the Father. Man and God were separated. There was a beef, a, a, a gap between man and God. So Jesus said, okay, I'm going to be the bridge. I'm going to be the mediator between mankind and God so that they can know me just like Jesus knows me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Verse 16, it says "And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross. And this tells you that what happened on the cross, that we were reconciled. We were put back into fellowship and relationship with God by the cross. That cross reached between man and God. No longer is there a gap. Everybody can know God. We don't have to go through the priests and the preachers and the television and uh, whatever the case may be. We don't have to go through anything but through Jesus. That's the only mediator. Okay, you try to go seek God any other way. It's not gonna happen. Some people seek God through the stars. Well, I want to know the creator of the stars. I just don't want to know the stars. Well, I'm gonna look in my horoscope. I'm gonna find out. No, I'm gonna find out who God is so that He can tell me my future. Because the Bible says that He has good things. He, the, the, his, his plans for me is good. It's good. Expected expect it in. Thank you, Lord. Verse 18. It says, And through Him, or through Jesus, we both, those who are far off, talking about the Gentiles, and those who are near, talking about the Jews, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. So we have access to God the Father. We have access. We can, we can go before God. We can go for, before God in a fellowship. Just say, I love you, Lord. I love you. Some of y'all have got kids, and, you know, sometimes kids are like, can you give me this, give me this, give me this? Well, if your kid always came up to you asking for things, I mean, you kind of get insulted. You're like, man, all you ever do is just ask for things. you just insulted me. All you want is my money. But when you come to God and say, Lord, I just want to love you. Lord, I just want to know you, Father. I, I bless you. Father, I just love you. I want to know you, Father. I thank you that I can know you just like Jesus knows you. You hear that? I, we can know God just like Jesus knows the Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 53 Hallelujah! Glory to God! Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah fifty-three. Thank you, Lord. Who get a chance read Isaiah fifty-three? It tells about what happened. Jesus. All this, all that happened, was for us to know God. Everything that took place. Well, you said, well, what about He he, be, he He bore our sickness and our disease? When well, when you're sick, it's hard to fellowship with God. When you're broke, it's hard to fellowship with God. When we got money in the bank, you got a well-bodied, say, I love you, Lord. I don't have to come before God based on, oh, Lord, I'm trying to love you, but this day hurts. But we don't have to do that anymore. We can just go, oh, Lord, I thank you. I can claim my healing and then fellowship with God. He says, I, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. So that those things are a benefit. The healing and the prosperity are a benefit. But the bottom line is for us to know God. Heaven is a benefit. Heaven is a benefit so that we can know God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 53, verse 5, it says, But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. In other words, the punishment for us to have peace with God the Father was upon Jesus. Jesus was punished for the sin of Adam so that you and I can fellowship with God the Father. So when we reject that, that's, that's the worst thing that you can ever do, is to reject the fellowship. Here's God reaching out to mankind. It's not so much of what you and I can do to reach God, but He reached down to mankind. You know, people say, well, what's your religion? I don't have one. I have a relationship. Amen. I have a fellowship. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. When you're in a relationship your husband and wife, you know what I'm saying? Well, what, what, what exactly? Uh, what do you do to make your wife love you? Nothing. She just loves me, you know. And so the same way with God, Jesus reached down. God the Father reached down so that He just said, "Hey, I just want to love my, mankind. I just want to love you. I want to be your best friend. I want to be your everything. You need healing? I got healing. You need deliverance? I got deliverance. You need some prosperity? I got plenty of it. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing. Nothing is too hard. But it's the bottom line. God wants us." He doesn't want our money. He doesn't want our works. He wants us. God wants us. That God is so loved with mankind. He loves people. That's why I get a kick out of people who go and pray and say, oh, God just want me to be alone with him. And for the rest of their life, they're up in the mountains somewhere. That's baloney. Because the closer you get to God, the closer you're going to get to his heart, which is people. God loves people. And so when I find a person who loves people, I know that that person lo- know God. They know God. If you, that's the only way that I know that you know God is based on your love. To the degree that you love, that's the degree that you know God. Some people say, I'm going to pray fast. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to pray. But if you don't walk in love, you don't know God. That's the bottom line. God is based on our love walk. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I always, I always have too much... But it's better to have too much than none at all. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Anointed to know God. Okay, what God has made us so we can know him. I'm, we're going to take a look at some of the things that God has made us. The first thing that God has made us is righteous. People say, oh, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. What do you want on you? You're saved by grace or are you a sinner? <laughs> hey, hey, you might be a sinner. I'm not a sinner. Now, that, I'm not saying that. I don't mess up. But a sinner is a person who has a nature to sin. They're inclined to sin. But when you made Jesus the Lord, that sin nature was taken out of you. Even though you have imperfection in your flesh and your mind, your nature or your spirit became brand new. So you're brand new when you accept Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So we are made righteous before God. We're righteous. Think about it. We're right before God. The same way that God looks at Jesus, he looks at us. The same way that God loves Jesus, he loves us. So you thinking that God doesn't love you? Think about Jesus. God loves Jesus, so he loves us. We're just like Jesus. Am I saying that we're God? Never, never. A thousand times, never. (laughs) You and I know that we're not God. So don't think that. But we're just like him in the sense of he's a son. He's a son of God. We're just like God. We're made in his image. So we're righteous. We're righteous. We are righteous. We're not sinners. If you made Jesus the Lord, you're not a sinner. You're righteous. You're righteous. You are righteous. Before God, you stand right before God. Not based on what you did do or what you didn't do. Only based on your faith in Christ. It's like this. Think about this. Let's take a side journey or a rabbit trail. And let's go get a rabbit and bring it back. (laughs) All right. So this rabbit's out there a little bit. <laughs> all right, we were in a car with Adam. And you know that if you're in a car with somebody and they did something wrong and the police pull you over, guess what? No matter what you did, you're going to jail. Well, guess what happened? When we were born into this world, we were born into sin. We were in the car with Adam. Adam was the driver. And based on nothing else but what Adam did, we are all doomed for hell. We were all, we were all doomed for hell. Yeah. And then when we found about Jesus, we heard about Jesus and what he did for us. And then we decided to say, OK, I'm going to put my faith and my trust in Jesus. Then we switch drivers. So when God the father pull us over, we're just like the, father, the Jesus. He says, OK, based on what Jesus did on the cross, his obedience to me. I'm looking at all of y'all as obedient to God. So we're switched drivers. No longer are we with Brother Adam, we're with Brother Jesus. Jesus is called the last Adam. So we're in the car with Jesus, who is the last Adam. So when God sees us, he sees Jesus. Based on what Jesus did, he sees that on our lives. So no longer are we with Brother Adam because we're sinners. If you were Brother Adam, you're a sinner. You're doomed for hell. You're, You're bound for hell. When you were our elderly brother Jesus. The Bible calls Jesus our elderly brother. And when you were brother of Jesus, you, you're due for success yeah. and life and holiness and, and heaven. Hallelujah. Okay, you say, well, what scriptures you have? Go to Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. Thank you, Lord. Romans chapter 3, verse 22. Definition of righteousness is. Right standing with God. we made right before God. Another definition, which is my favorite, is it says to having the ability to stand in the presence of God without any sense of guilt and condemnation. Yes. So when you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you became righteous. That means you have the ability to stand in the presence of the King without any sense of whatever you did in the past. You're 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 free. From that sin nature. You're free from sin. So when you confess, God forgive me. It's like he doesn't remember it no more. It's, he treats it like we never did it. He so it's so, you know, I, I got a question for you. If you got Mother Teresa, everybody know who Mother Teresa is, right? Okay, you got Hitler. Everybody know who Hitler is, right? <laughs> okay, if Mother Teresa and Hitler stood before God, who do you think God will let in heaven? Mother Teresa. Okay. What I have, I say that Hitler has a greater chance to go to heaven than Mother Teresa because Mother Teresa can throw before God. God, look what I did. I fed fed the poor. I gave my bodies. I even did all this stuff. And Hitler says, well, Father, only thing I have is the blood of Jesus. So what God is going to judge on is not so much of what we did and what we didn't do. It's based on our faith in Christ. Now, that doesn't free you up to go do whatever you want to do And still be saved. (laughs) Because if you go ahead and do what you want to do, you're frustrating the grace of God. You're despising what Jesus did on the cross. So if you really have faith in your heart, your life is going to line up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Romans chapter 3, verse 22. It says, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. Check it out. The righteousness of God which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all upon all of them that believe for there is no difference there is no difference for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God every one of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God well most people say we I've sinned and come short of the glory of God and they stop right there but well, check this out but being justified being justified freely by his grace Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We've been made justified before God. We're justified. We're right before God. We stand upright and God sees us. He sees Jesus. We've been justified. What does it mean to be justified? That means to be declared right before God. We've been declared right before God Almighty. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. So, what we need to do, we need to find out who we are in Christ. And the first thing we are, we are the righteousness of God. We are righteous. We are righteous. Yes. We're not sinners. We're not sinners. We're not sinners. We're righteous. We're righteous. Yes. For First 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, it says, For he, talking about the Father, has made Jesus to be sin for us, yes. who knew no sin, that we might be made, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So Jesus became sin that we may become the righteousness of God. So we're righteous before God. Everybody say, I'm righteous. I'm righteous. When people say, Are you a sinner? No, I'm righteous. Say, I'm righteous. I'm righteous. You're right before. If you got faith in Christ, you're righteous. You are right before God based on the blood. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, Philippians chapter 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It says, and be found in him, or in Christ Jesus, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, so we may righteous. In God's eyes, eyes based on the faith of Christ. Our faith in Christ made us righteous. Verse 10. Because we're righteous, that I may know him. So because we're righteous, we can know God. Because we're righteous, we can know God. Sin and glory doesn't mix. So we're made righteous. And we have faith in Christ that we may know him. Thank you, Lord. For time's sake, I'm just going to run through this. Another thing that we need to realize who, what God has made us, we're righteous before God. We're not sinners. When I say sinners, a sinner, the difference between a Christian and a sinner is, is not so much what they do and what they don't do. It's that the fact that their natures are, are changing. As for example, if you got a pig, right, and you want to dress up the little pig <laughs> and dress up like a little girl, the nature of the pig is to wallow in the mud. Okay, No matter what you do to that pig, you can make it out like, like a little girl. Kiss it. <laughs> it's okay to have fun, all right? To kiss it. But the, that pig is still a pig, and it, the nature of it is to wallow in the mud. The nature, A sinner is a person who has a nature to sin. They are inclined to sin. They can't help it. They're bound to sin. They're bound to curse. They're bound to beat up somebody. They're bound to do something wrong. But as a Christian, we're bound to do what's right. We're right. We have a, even though we mess up 100,000 times, not in a day, when we might mess up 100,000 times in a year or a lifetime. We're, we so desire to do what's right. And so the difference is our nature is changed. We're righteous. We're righteous. I think God wants to let us know that we're righteous. We're anointed to know him because the only reason we can we know him because we're righteous we're righteous we're right before God we are right before God when you repent and say Jesus I, I, I crowned you the Lord of my life you're right before God thank you Lord Jesus go to 1st Peter chapter 2 thank you Lord thank you Lord 1st Peter chapter 2 verse 9 this is who we are who God has made us so we can know him. The first one was righteous we looked at. Righteous just means right standing before God. Or having the ability to stand in the presence of God. Without any sense of guilt or condemnation. We, 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9. But you are a chosen generation. We're chosen. A royal priesthood. A an holy nation. A peculiar person or people. We're peculiar pizza. pizza. people. <laughs> okay alrighty we know where your mind is <laughs> no I'm just, kidding. I'm just kidding it's okay to have fun you know because sometimes people go oh, we're going to church and we gotta be quiet but hey God is alive hallelujah we can have fun and laugh and joke, joke and read the word and, and praise God and go to heaven hallelujah it's okay to smile hallelujah it's okay to laugh hallelujah hallelujah everybody say ha 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 he he he. Now start laughing. <laughs> I start faking it until I make it. <laughs> so it's okay to have fun, relax. Hey, we just learn about God, just to know Him better. So it's like, oh, we got to study Bible. Oh, we better get serious. No, God is not like that. That's all religious people. <laughs> they get real serious. Oh, let's bless the Lord. Oh, gracious God, thou. And like, dang, what are they talking? <laughs> just say, Father, I love you. Lord, Daddy, I need you. I need you, Daddy. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Just like, hey, I ain't got no, I don't know how to talk English right, Lord. I just I just need you. I don't know what everybody's talking about. I just need you. I, I don't know about this, but I need you, Lord. So just, God wants us to come like that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just... Just deal with God, just like you talk to one another, talk to God, because he's a person. God, you know, I'm having a problem. I, I need some help, Lord. I need some money, I need some, my body here, Lord. I mean, Lord, I mean, just be real with God. I mean, we can be real. I mean, you know, I, I just, I hate religion. I hate religion. I love relationship, though. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So it says, we are a peculiar people. God's own purchased special people that we may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtue and perfection of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. That was amplified version. So we're peculiar. We're chosen people. We're a holy nation. We're a royal priesthood. We are righteous. Okay. The last thing I want to look at is go to First John chapter 3. Man, I, I, I believe John... Knew the Lord probably better than any disciple or apostle, because he talked about love so much, you know. And a person who knows God, they just—I mean—you can tell that they know God based on their love walk. I mean, they'll love you. Now, t- now, love is not weak. The world has painted this p- picture of love is weak. When you love somebody, you'll tell them the truth. If somebody ain't working, you need to get a job and work. <laughs> That's love. That's love. Love. So saying, well, I just don't want to hurt their feelings. No, you need to get a job, boy. <laughs> you need to tell tell the truth. Tell the truth. I mean, I, I respect friends that can tell me the truth. Yeah. Family yeah. member, Hey, boy, you cry. You need to sick God. Go down fast. I mean, tell me the truth. I don't need people, oh, you're good. You're anointed. I don't I, I don't need to know that. I need to know that I need God. You know? So, you know, love is not weak. Love is strong. Love is love, love will put a child out say, so, hey, you gotta hit the road, Jack. <laughs> that's love, that's real love. That's real love. Check this out. God God says, if a man doesn't eat, he shouldn't work. Okay, and so if, I mean, I should say, if a
0: man. <laughs> you,
1: you gotta eat. What, what I meant to say is, if you don't work, you don't eat. Okay, so God, God wants to motivate people who don't like to work with starvation <laughs> he said okay you don't want to work don't feed he was he was instructing the church don't feed a person who don't like to work I'm going to use this starvation to motivate them to work get you a job at McDonald's work 9 to 5 whatever it takes you work you need to work and so that's love we see that from the scripture and so that's important that's, that's the reason why we need to read the Bible and find out how God thinks God says okay if somebody's not working don't feed them you're harming them when you feed them you're, hard, you're endorsing their lifestyle when you feed them. You say, okay, it's okay. I, I'm going to take care of you no matter what. No matter what. Because they know they can always come back to you. But if they're not working, hey, I'm not going to feed you. I'm, I'm disobeying the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. That was a freebie. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It says, Behold, what manner of of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. This is how much God wanted us to know him. We are anointed to know God because he has called us his sons and his daughters. That word sons means daughters too. We are called the sons of God. We're the sons of God. Think about it. If you, had a, you have a natural father, you need something, you can go ask him. Ask for him. Say, hey, can I have that? You don't have to beg and cry all night. You know, that, you, if your father loves you, he'll get because you're, you're, you're a hard-working person. You don't, you're not looking for freebies. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It says, beloved, verse 2, beloved, now we are the sons of God and does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. So when Jesus appears, we're going to be like the Jesus. Spirit, soul, and body. Our bodies, we got to... <laughs> hey, I'm just real. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God is so good. He is so good and so awesome. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6. It says, And to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. What does it mean to be loved? It means to be loved, be loved of God. When you be loved, we accept it in to be loved. That means we allow God to love us. God loves everybody, but we allow him to love us. Not everybody is allowing God to love them. Not everybody is allowing God to love them. When you're feeling depressed, when you're feeling down and out, you're not allowing God to love us. God, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3, it says that we may know the love of Christ which surpasses all our understanding. God says in Jeremiah that he, has, he with loving kindness, has he drawn us. I mean, we got brand new mercies every day. God loves us so much that he protected us today. He gave us a right mind. I mean, some people didn't wake up this morning, so God loves us. We have his word. We have 66 books who re- that reveals who God is, what he thinks, the way he feels. God has feelings because he's a person. We are made in the image of God. So this is the way God feels. He says, I like this. I dislike that. I want you to do this. If you want prosperity, do this. If you want healing, do this. If you want success, I, I set before you life and death. And then he turns around and says, now, I'm going to give you some advice. If I were you, I would choose life. I mean, this how good God is. And he's like, listen, this is my advice. This life and death. Okay, here's the two, two choices. And if I was you... Choose life. <laughs> I mean, that's a good God. Yeah. Hallelujah! Yeah. Hallelujah! Yeah. He's giving us the answer. He said, "Okay, okay. You want your prayer session? You need to do this. You need to pray according to the words. You know, just so the Bible. When you begin to read your Bible every day, you'll find out who God is. We're anointed to know. It says the Bible says he that have ears to hear, he that have eyes to see.' Well, it doesn't. Say. He that have ears to hear, let him hear. So not everybody can hear. Not everybody can hear." But if you're born again, you're anointed to hear. You're anointed to hear. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, so you could hear the voice of the Spirit. What is God saying? Well, when I read the Bible, people who are not born again, when they read the Bible, I just don't understand it. Oh, you're anointed by God to know Him. You can understand the Bible. Does that mean that we gonna ever? We we're gonna say, oh, I know the Bible. No, because you can read a scripture ten years from now, the same scripture saying, whoa, that's what you're saying, Lord. I mean, because God says, okay, this is what you need for your life right now. So I'm going to reveal this much of that scripture to you right now. Hallelujah. So we have ears. We, we have anointed ears to hear God. Not everybody can hear God's voice. The Bible says in John chapter 10, it says, He that, um, that the, um, my sheep know my voice, and as the strangers they won't follow. So, so we're anointed to hear God. We're anointed to know God because he wants us to hear him. So your ears have been anointed to hear God your mind the Bible says we have the mind of Christ he said your mind your ear your eyes are so blind and so dumb because of sin because of brother Adam when you get born again I'm going to open up your ears open up your eyes and give you understanding man that's good hallelujah thank you Lord thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord okay hallelujah that's a pretty good message Hallelujah. Thank you, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But you can leave for yourself, okay, I'm anointed to know God. Now, how do you know God? I always like to, you know, just don't tell me, don't tell me I can have steak, and don't show me how to get it. You know what I'm saying? So, how can, I'm going to be real brief. You said, why is that? Because somebody's saying that, like, well, when he's going to get finished? You long with it. You're anointed to know God. You're anointed to hear hours, Hear hours the words. See, American people, has been, they've been um, callous towards the things of God. It's hard for them to sit for hours, but, but yet they can stand in front, of the, sit in front of the television and look hours turning that thing that is feeding their flesh and their mind. But when it comes to the things of God, oh, he's so long. Just give me a lot of sinking. Give me some flesh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm serious. So we need to learn to cater our appetite for God. We need to start desiring God. Because there are times, the Bible says that the world is getting darker. But if you'll begin to love the word, your days will become brighter and brighter. You'll begin to know God. I mean, life is good. It doesn't matter. Whatever happens, life is good. When you're walking with Jesus, life is good. You can lose your job tomorrow and still be Full of the love of God, it doesn't matter. Life is good. Life is good. When you got Jesus, life is good. You're bound for Heaven, you're bound for success. You're ba- the Bible says in Psalms 37, it says to mark the perfect man. A perfect means a person whose heart is right before God, who's mature in the things of God. Mark the perfect man for the end of that man's life is peace. And that word peace is shalom, which means prosperity, safety, wholeness. The end of your life, you're going to be so glad you chose this walk with Jesus. Never, ever regret the walk with the father. Never, ever regret. It, it doesn't matter what you have, what you don't have. As long as you got King Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. You don't need nobody else. <laughs> as long as you got your relationship with God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And first Timothy, he says, people are like, oh, you know, I'm not going to uh, I'm not speaking against this. Cause I, I love prosperity. I love prosperity. I'm bound for wealth. I'm bound for wealth. Money coming to me all the time. Hallelujah. But we have begun to look at the things that we don't have instead of looking at God. The Bible says, with contentment, godliness with contentment is great gain. But the world and those who who's listening to it who's listened to our uh, fleshly preachers, greed preachers, they say, well, a lot of things is godliness. But it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. The Bible warns us, those that will be rich, they are in snare of this world. The Bible says in Mark 4, one of the things that takes the word out of our hearts is the deceitfulness of riches. So, along with us believing God for prosperity, we have to look beyond and say, okay, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. As long as I'm in fellowship with God, as long as I got a fellowship with God, he's going to give us. The Bible says in Mark chapter 6, verse 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things, everything that the world is looking at will be added, will be multiplied to you if you seek God. Hallelujah. He's not going to withhold. He, he desired to give us the keys to the kingdom. He desired to give us wealth and health and, and everything else. But first things must be first things. Because if God was to make everybody a millionaire, he will lose probably all of his church. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? When people get money, the, their flesh comes out. People say, well, you know, you can love money and not have money. You can love money and not have money. And when you get money, your flesh shows up. You forget about God or oh, who's God. I don't need God. I got money. I got maids. I got a, I mean, I got it all. But it's back to the basics. It's back to knowing God. The whole Christianity. Me and Pastor McKinney was talking. It's back to the basics. The bottom line is we need to go out, get people born again so they can know God. Disciples, people. Sometimes we get so caught up in the blessings. Oh, oh, give me help. Give me wealth. Give me my shopping list. No, no, no. You and a God. I just want to spend some time with you. God just wants to spend time with us. He wants to love He said, okay, I, I give you everything that you need, everything that you desire. You know that scripture in Psalm 32, I mean 37 verse 3? It says, delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of your heart. Your delight, our delight, and our appetite must be in the Lord. He must be our everything. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The how to, the how to. Anointed to know God, the first step is born again. John chapter 3 says you must be born again. That's the first step. The first step to to know God, to be anointed, to know God, you must be born again. What does it, the terminology born again mean? Does it mean going to church? Does it mean to read your Bible? Does it mean to pray five times? No. Born again is simply acknowledging that you are a sinner without Jesus. And confess it with your mouth that Jesus, you're making Jesus the Lord of your life. And believing in your heart that God has actually raised Jesus from the dead. And the Bible says you shall be saved you shall be saved. The moment that you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth, you're born again. It's a supernatural miracle. And all of a sudden, you just, oh, I'm alive to God. Hallelujah. So when you decide to make Jesus the Lord of your life, you all of a sudden, the life of God comes inside of you and you're just alive. The Bible says, when you become born again, you're dead to that sin nature and you're alive to God. See, sometimes people look at death different than the way God sees it. Death is separation from God. If you don't have Jesus, you're not alive. But when you got Jesus, you become alive to God and dead to the devil and sin and, and everything of this world. The second thing is to be filled with the Spirit. You go through churches, a lot of churches emphasize, being born again, born again. Well, What does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? Acts chapter 2 verse 4 says, and they were filled with the Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. This supernatural life, well, some of the churches are denying it. It's of the devil. Oh, it's a bunch of flesh. It's a bunch of emotions. But it's, it's the Bible. The Bible says in Luke chapter 4, 24, verse 49, do Terry, wait till you receive power. You're going to need power to walk this walk. You're going to need power. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says you shall receive power. What kind of power? Power to do whatever God has called you to do. Power to walk right. Power to read the word. Power to talk right. When you receive this power, this supernatural power, you are endued. You're you're, you're anointed. The anointing of God increases. Instead of just being abiding within, it abides upon. You're anointed by God to know him face to face. Uh, The other day I got a revelation about praying in tongues. When you when the person prays in tongues, they're fellowshipping on the same level that Jesus fellowship. Jesus fellowship with God the Father by the Holy Spirit. When you pray in tongues, you, your spirit, and God's spirits face to face. You're right in the face of God. It's not it's it's not spooky. It's not this weird thing. It's Bible. Getting back to the Bible. The Bible. I only believe in tongues because it's in the Bible. Sometimes I believe because my I was a Baptist. My dad was a Baptist. My grandfather was Baptist. I'm going to die a Baptist. No. You Bible. Just give me a Bible. I'm not a Baptist. I'm not a Methodist. I'm not a Pentecostal. I'm just a believer. I believe God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The third step is to study the Word. People go around looking for a lot of stuff. They read and go to church. Church. Get in your Bibles every day. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. The Bible says that Jesus, his words are life and they are spirit. So when you read your Bible, you're feeding your spirit man. You are getting in contact with God. Every time you read that Bible, you got to believe that God is speaking to you. Sometimes people feed their flesh three times a day and starve their spirit once a week. Hallelujah. So you need every day to spend quality time reading the Bible, reading and studying the Bible. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The fourth thing is to pray. We need to learn how to pray. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 17 it says to pray without stopping, pray without ceasing. Constantly communicating. God, I love you. Lord, I just bless you. The Bible says Jesus and Luke, he prayed all night long, all night long. Jesus prayed all night. Most people can't pray five minutes. But he prayed all night if we were to call a prayer meeting you probably can get three people you your spouse and jesus but the bible says it's okay to pray all night all night pray all night you party all night you can pray all night hallelujah hallelujah pray hallelujah we've become a microwave generation we want God to do it when we say he, want, when we say he does it. But God says, you, I, want, I want your heart. I want your life. I don't want to just save you from hell. I want to know you. I want you to know me. So in order for you to know me, you got to pray. You got to spend time with me. Five minutes ain't going to do it. I'm challenging churches everywhere praying five minutes because I don't want to offend their flesh because that's where they're at. But for us, we need to take some time to spend praying. Pray. That's a whole different subject. I got stuff on it where you can pray scriptures. You can just pray scriptures. That's what we did. Pray for the spirit of wisdom. Remember, that's scriptures. You can just pray. You pray in tongues. Pray from your heart. Pray from your mom and dad. Pray. Just pray. Learn how to pray. Now the best teacher of prayer is to pray, because when you pray, you learn how to pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The fifth thing is to find a church and hook up to, with it. Oh, we got a lot of Christians who save. Pray, read their Bibles, but don't go to church. You're not anointed to know God if you don't go to church. The church is where you get fed. The church is where God is. Hallelujah. You must go to church. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 says, don't forsake the assemblies together. It is so important that you find a church and not just go to church here and there, but go to church every time the door opens. Hook up with the pastor. Do what the pastor, in order for you to, this is like, it's like this. The way you treat your man and woman of God is the way you treat God. But you have no pastor, you can't treat God a good way. If you honor your man and woman of God, you can, you're honoring God. So it's important to go to church and get hooked up, just to get hooked up with it. Just, what kind of church you need to go to? A Bible-believing church. Because Bible, you can go to the wrong church and you will die. If they're teaching that, if they're teaching that sickness and disease is from God, you're going to die. You're getting doubt and unbelief and fear. You got to go to a church where they believe in tongues, where they believe in the Bible, where they believe in healing and casting out devils. I mean, there's devils. Are, people got devils. And they need to get devils cast out of them. I mean, I don't want to go to church that ain't got no power. The pastor ain't got more power than I do. <laughs> I want to go. Some, well, if I did, I'm struggling, hey, pastor, cast this devil out of me. Hallelujah. Well, are you saying the Christians can have a devil? Yeah, the Christians can have a devil. Just like the sinners. <laughs> Not so much in possessing you, but the devil can be in your mind. People who struggle with dirty thoughts and can't get rid of them. That's a devil. Ain't no, I mean, I don't have to be a scholar to figure that out. You got suicidal thoughts, that's a devil. If, somebody, if, if, if thoughts come up to you to hit somebody, that's the devil. That ain't no I mean, because the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from God the Father. So if it ain't good, it ain't perfect, it's the devil. It's the devil. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I got two more. It says the sixth thing is you got to do the word. You got to live it. You, you just can't read it and pray and go to church. You got to live this thing. Live it. That means when you read something, if it says to bless those that curse you, when somebody curse you, bless them, give them some money. When somebody despitefully uses you, start praying for them. Start coming down blessing. Father God, I pray you give a promotion. I pray you give them give them money, Father. I mean, just start coming. Don't, don't pray bad stuff because that stuff will come back on you. The Bible says, "You you read what you sow." So start sowing good seeds. When somebody make you mad, just I love you. I love you. <laughs> hey, hey, you gotta act like it. Act like the word. It doesn't matter how you feel. Hey, start making make your feelings. Yeah, like, I have I love you. I love you. The Bible says you can have what you say. So you start confessing. I love you. I love you. God bless you. God bless you. And the more you say, the more you like. That's that's, that's real. That's real. But you got to confess that thing. I love you. It doesn't matter what you do to me. I love you. I love you. I'm praying for you. (laughs) I'm praying that God will bless you, give you a promotion on your job. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. The last thing is praise and worship. You got to learn how to praise and worship God. You got to bless him. Say, I love you, Jesus. I love you. I worship you. The Bible says in Psalm 34, verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. Constantly command your soul to bless him. I love you, Jesus. I worship you. You're my master. You're my Lord. I love you. You know, like you like your little son and daughter tell you, you love, they love you. Same way God the Father. He loves to hear that. He loves to hear your words. I love you. When you tell God you love anything that is going to grieve him or offend him. Just want to, I just want to bless you, Lord. Every time I preach, he say, oh, you preach real good. I know I ain't nothing about God. I need God. I need God. And so you, you need to bless the Lord. Just bless him all the time. I love you. I used to take praise breaks on my, work, on my job. People take smoke breaks. I pray, take praise breaks. You know, I love you, Jesus. I worship you. I love you, Jesus. <laughs> Learn how to do that. Learn how to bless the Lord. He'll bless you. When you learn how to bless him, he'll bless you. He'll bless you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wasn't the word good? I preached myself happy. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The word of God. This is, what, this is why going to church is so important. Thank you, Lord. I'm praying about doing some more meetings like this in the future. But the word, getting hooked up with your church. Getting hooked up in a good church. There's a lot of good churches in Jonesboro. A lot of good churches. You know what? people complain Well, we ain't got the word here. You ain't got. You ain't going to the wrong. You going to the wrong place. Hey, pray, seek God. He'll lead you to the right place, the place that is going to feed you, where you can hook in and be uh, uh, that member of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody, just thank God for the word. Lord, I thank you for the word. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the word, Father. Thank you for the word of God. Your word is life. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the word, Father. This is the most important decision that you're going to make right here, right now. If you're in this room, if you have never made Jesus the Lord and the Savior of your life, and you would like to do that. Some people say, close your eyes. When I say, open your eyes and be bold. Come, come down, come down. If you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, if you want to become born again, you want to get saved, come down. Come down here now. Jesus will save you tonight. Is there anyone here who would like to dedicate their hearts and give their heart over to God right now? If you're here, come on. Come on down. We welcome you. We're not we're not here to make fun. We're here to help you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Is there anyone here? Is there anyone here who would like to make Jesus? This is the first and most important decision you'll ever make. You get a college education. You can get a fat job. A fat P-H-A-T. Fat job. But if you never make Jesus the Lord of your life, you'll lose in the in the end, because you will face eternal damnation. This is the most important decision, making Jesus the Lord of your life. Okay. well, I've once made Jesus the Lord of my life, but I want to rededicate my life to the Lord. If you're in a backsliding condition and you want to give your life back to the Lord, come up here, Be be bold. The devil is bold, he'll curse you out in a minute. Be bold for Jesus. Is there anyone here who want to rededicate your life back to the Lord? This is important. This is this is why we do this stuff. It's so that you can get saved and give your heart back to God. Get on the right track of knowing God. Is there anyone here? Just for, just for, just in case. Let's say everybody just pray this. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I confess. I'm a sinner. I need you. Jesus, I believe that God has raised you from the dead. And I, you, Jesus, and I confess you, Jesus, as my Lord and my, Lord and my, Savior. And my Savior. And right now, I receive, I receive my salvation. My salvation. I'm saved. I'm, saved. I'm, born I'm born again. I'm on my way to heaven. My way to heaven. Devil, Devil. My, relationship my relationship with you is destroyed. By the blood of Jesus. Jesus is my Lord. He's my savior now. I will live for you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. He said that you are in the family of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Before we get on to some healing, you say, you're not finished? You got some healing? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hallelujah. The second thing is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. People don't like to talk about this, but it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. If you cannot speak in other tongues, this supernatural language, there's things you don't know how to pray as you ought. And when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you have this supernatural language. You can pray to God and communicate to God. The first thing you're going to do, you're praying out the mysteries and the plan of God for your life. Whatever God has for you, you're going to pray it out. Before you can walk it out, you got to pray it out. How I got here to this day, I, I prayed it out. Eric, these sisters can tell you, we spend uh, um, nights at our old church in Oklahoma praying in tongues. Every Friday night, we will pray, walk around, show nobody, can, show nobody. Can praying and praying and praying. We prayed out the plan of God. Hallelujah. And so the first thing, you need to, you need to receive this gift. This is a gift from God. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's something that, it's, you know, whatever God has for you is good, right? It's not going to harm you. It's not going to harm you. It's not going to harm you. It's going to bless you even more so. So is there anyone here who cannot speak in other tongues? Come up here now and the Holy Ghost will follow upon you. Is there anyone here you say, "Well, what do you mean by tongues? Tongues is a language. It's the language of the Holy Ghost. That's how God talks." we to God. Is there anyone here who would like to receive this gift? We prayed um, at um, um, Wednesday night at, at Rachel's Church, Pastor McKinney's Church, and how many kids? It was like. 97% and 96% of them receive the baptism and start start praying in tongues. But they be When you pray in tongues, it's your gift. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Stay right there. That's right. That's is there anyone else? Is there one? I know there's somewhere else. Someone else is here. Is there anyone else? If you cannot speak in tongues, come on up here. This is gift.
0: That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocos, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.